Welcome back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest running and largest sales training podcast in the history of podcasts and sales training podcasts. I'm Bill Caskey. Hey, I'm Bear Brian Neal. <laughs> we would love to come out and see you, and we've done this about four or five times already this year, and a lot of people are starting to plan fall retreats, fall sales meetings, yep. fall strategic planning meetings, whatever. If you want Brian or I or both to uh, get on the phone and talk a little bit about your upcoming event. We would love to do that. We've got a few of those scheduled. And so uh, let us know. You can send us an email to listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com, and we will make it special. I'm on the road to Cleveland the week after next to go see a listener listener group. It's really great. And uh, I think we're going to be heading to some fun places, aren't we? I think so. You and I have got a couple of, think couple yeah. irons in the fire oh we can't say anything about fun that yet, destinations though. yeah no yeah very fun destination so um hey i'm uh just off my you know i went to go see gary vaynerchuk oh yeah 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 team. i know that How'd and go? uh it was really great if you don't follow gary vaynerchuk you should um and be prepared if you follow them as a group they're very very active on all social media so if you start to follow them you're like, oh my gosh there's a lot here and mm-hmm. they've just done a great job branding but um, some really great um ideas for us that you'll probably see um, bill and i will talk about implementing some of those here in our podcast but really really great people really warm the the biggest thing i took away from them is a great lesson for all companies is that they practice what they preach. Everything that they do, they do. They do. Which yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, it's really in important In other words, to they us. don't just say to shoot video no. occasionally. They're just always doing they it. They do it. Yeah. They do it. And so I, I'm a big fan of people that dispense advice, that they follow their own advice, yeah. which we work really hard to do here at the podcast, and uh, hope that you do too. So pay attention to yourself. Get a little self-audit. Do I preach what I what I, do I preach what I practice? What I practice? practice do I what practice I what I preach? Either one. And he's got uh, a, f- a PDF, like a slideshow, that's 80, 88, 89 slides. I think if you go to Google and just put in Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, content funnel or content, content pyramid or something like that. Content pyramid or 88. Put 88 slides because I know it's 88 and I think that's what it's called. But yes. uh, go in and, and there's, a lot, there's a lot there. And it really, it really causes you to rethink what marketing is today. Totally. And sales professionals, especially sales leaders, sales managers, CEOs, we've got to understand marketing. It's a marketing game before it's a selling game. If you're not getting leads coming in and you're not out there building your brand, uh, it makes it too hard on the sales teams. What doesn't apply anymore is a salesperson sitting there thinking, I don't have enough leads because marketing is not doing their job because you can be your own marketer. That's right. You can be your own marketer. You're listening to it right now. Yeah. Like it or not, we love doing this show. We put out great content, and it's part of our marketing plan. It's what we do. Yep. So there's that. No, it's good. I had a couple of uh, things I heard. Do you, ever, do you ever hear somebody on a podcast and they start to use these words like, oh, I got a few of them here. <laughs> they're, not, they're not buzzwords the way we've talked about buzzwords with uh, you know, some of these yes. SaaS products. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard a guy the other day talking about how disruptive he was. Oh, as the, an individual? The word, well, his company is disruptive, oh, disruptive in yes, the market. Very buzzy. Very buzzy. Very buzzy. And uh, look, I looked at the Inc. Uh, top 10 list, and they said that's one word you've got to stop using. Good. Disruptive. I agree. But I think it's okay to be that and to think about it that way. But when you, descri- when you self-describe yourself that way, I think yeah. that's the problem. Can I, can I guess some of the others? Yeah, go ahead. Is content on the list? No. Oh, it was on, on it was on Inks list. Yeah, but it's not that's on my thing. list. I've got a client who's now uh, they've gone a circle with a line through it over content. They don't say content oh, yeah. anymore. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's good. Uh, move the needle. It says <laughs> lose that one. Crush it. <laughs> Speaking of Gary V's Gary group, v. you wrote a book called Crush book. It. He's got stuff. It's fine. But I don't think it was bad then. I just think it's been overused. Yeah. And, he doesn't care. Um, <laughs> he doesn't care. Reach out. Inc. Oh, says yeah. no more reaching out. No yeah. more curating. Curating content. Uh-huh. No more girl boss. Really? I'm not really that familiar with gr- the girl boss concept, but they said it's used a lot for female leaders. Yeah. She's the girl boss. Oh. And he said, yeah, enough of that. Open yeah. the kimono. Oh, geez. I've, I've used that from time to time. It always has a bad visual to me, but <laughs> open the kimono said, no, no, no. Most people that say that, I'd care not to have that occur. <laughs> That's Just true. going on record. Find my truth. Oh, yeah. Mm, I'm not big Is on that. passion on there? No. Okay. No, it wasn't on any list. Uh, here's one that's on my list is intentional. Oh, you yeah. Know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to be more intentional yes. about this as opposed to unintentional. That's like good. I, I had no intention of making this call to you, but it just the, the phone, it picked yeah. it up in my hand. I had no intention. But yeah. I know what people mean is more thoughtful and yeah, more totally. strategic. And Do you ever that. self-coach? You ever audit what you do and say? Oh, and then, yeah. So every constantly, minute. every yeah. 20 <laughs> seconds. I did that over the weekend. I've been saying this thing trying to stay humble. And I say, this isn't a brag statement. And then I'll say something. Oh, okay. I'm like, if you've got to say this isn't a brag yeah, statement, it's, yeah, it it's a be. brag statement. You should be. probably shut the hell up. You know what I mean? I've never heard you say that, but but I, it, I not would a agree lot. with you. With that. Yeah. I, I, it's, yeah. It's when you're like the hero of the story or you say something yeah. that's good. And I, I know in a couple of times I'm like, what? I totally. Like to totally. Myself I'm on like, the back. what am I saying? I'm like, as it's coming out of my mouth, I'm like, this isn't a brag statement. If I were listening to that, I would say, yeah. if you've got to say it's not a brag statement, <laughs> it probably right. is. Right? Or if you say humble brag. Humble, humble brag, brag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead, I should probably just leave with, I'm just going to brag on myself for a second here so you all listen. You know? Yeah. i got to stop saying that. Or you could say, oh, you know, I, I actually I don't, I don't, know, I don't know how I did this, but here's what happened. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. This Be will humble. probably end up being a mistake and a bad move. <laughs> what exactly. I did <laughs> hey, before we get to the topic, which is going to be a really good one, I've got a question for you. Do you ever wish you could have done more last month than you did this month, but you just didn't have the time, tools, and processes? Well, our friends at Outreach.io, the leading sales engagement platform, supports sales reps and their managers by making it simple to humanize and personalize communication at scale, automating the soul-sucking manual work, and dramatically increasing the productivity and efficiency of all revenue-generating teams. You can check them out at Outreach.io slash ASP. That's Outreach.io forward slash ASP to chat with them and receive a free copy of their new book. Brian, you know, we love our friends at PandaDoc. What if you could save hours, hours of administrative time and spend more time selling? Well, with PandaDoc, you can create, send, track, and e-sign beautiful proposals and quotes faster than making a single cold call. They've even got a new ebook that discusses the 10 essential elements your proposal must have. Go to pandadoc.com forward slash ASP to download that book for free. So if you need help creating beautiful sales proposals and quotes, you should check out PandaDoc. You can look like a billion dollar business without spending like one. And you can go to pandadoc.com slash ASP. All right. We've got a guest today. His name is Lee Sauls. He wrote a book called Sales Differentiation. Here's the interview we did with him. I think you'll enjoy it. All right, we are speaking today with Lee Sauls. Lee, welcome to the Advanced Selling Podcast. Bill, thank you so much. 
We have, Lee and I have been working together off and on for about 17 years trying to get together on this uh, interview. And uh, that's good. I have been following Lee, and I know Brian has too, have read his books. And uh, he's really a genius when it comes to sales and sales process and sales differentiation. And uh, one of his uh, latest books, the one he wrote last year, is called Sales Differentiation. He wrote a book a few years ago called Higher Right, Higher Profits, number one sales management book on Amazon for 2014. But I really like his new book, Sales Differentiation. And uh, Lee, so we're, we want to get into this a little bit, but tell us how, give us a minute on who you are and how you got your beginning and what's the story of origin of Lee Sauls? Sure. So I, I'm going to be um, politically incorrect for a moment, and you'll understand <laughs> in a moment. Um, I've been passionate about the subject of differentiation since I was a teenager. A friend of the family decided to start a business, which was pickup and delivery dry cleaning. He didn't own the dry cleaning stores. He uh, decided, you know what? I think there's an opportunity here that people will pay more for someone to come to their home, pick up their laundry, and drop it off. So he contracted with a couple of cleaners in town, and then he needed a driver, which was my summer job one year. Mm -hmm. And that was really what first piqued my interest in the subject of differentiator. I was uh, 16, 17 years old at the time. I, just, I guess I was 17 because you can't drive in New Jersey until you're 17. Um, and I was intrigued that people were willing to pay more even though the dry cleaning was exactly the same <laughs> exactly. because the service experience was different. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like to say I got pregnant with the idea as a teenager, <laughs> but it wasn't until now that I was ready to jump out and share it all with the world, and I'm 50. That's yeah. a long time, long incubation <laughs> you, Yeah, period. you incubated that for a long time, and uh, I don't think that was too politically incorrect. Well, well what, I, I get the, the the pregnant in high school part, oh, you know, but, you know. That was the part. Life happens right. sometimes, right? But that's more accurate than not. <laughs> so, so yeah, okay. I thought it was really more great. about the differentiation, more about we're all trying to be the same, and you're searching for differentiation. That's where I thought the politically incorrect part came out. But <laughs> so uh, you have witnessed a lot of, uh, you've observed a lot of sales teams, sales forces in your years, and as a as a trainer and consultant and coach. So what? Why did you? What prompted you to write the book Sales Differentiation? What were you seeing that caused you to say enough? I just got to do this. Yeah, and so there, there was this message that built up inside of me from those teenage years, and having built sales forces in a number of different companies, different industries, there's one issue that I found salespeople consistently struggle with, and that is positioning value commensurate with the price that they've put in front of a prospect. Mm -hmm. So in the absence of that, the entire conversation around that transaction is a price war, mm -hmm. eating up on price. Because if you haven't demonstrated enough value, if you haven't differentiated yourself enough in the process, the only conversation that prospect is going to want to have with you is, can we get it cheaper? Yeah. And so that that's what was inside of me that I wanted to help salespeople win more deals at the prices they wanted. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, Lee, the, uh, Brian Neal here. We switched voices. Um, when you uh, observe and coach sales teams and you see this has been a problem for a long time. 
I'm curious if you think the problem of sales differentiation, given um, the information available via Google and the internet to, to buyers these days, is getting harder and harder. In other words, the book that you've written, Sales Differentiation, is beautiful. Do you think mm-hmm. it's going to be like out of date sooner than if had you written it in 1988? That's a great question. And, and one of the things that I, I share with salespeople, uh, well, I, first I, I ask them a question. Who knows more about the world of potential solutions in your industry, you or the people you sell to? That's great. That's and great. Brian, I've never had a salesperson say to me, oh, the people that I sell to mm-hmm. know much mm-hmm. more about the world of potential solutions in my industry. Not one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even though we have access to information on the internet, it doesn't mean we are creating educated buyers. Mm. We still know more than they do. And because of that, I believe we have both an obligation and an opportunity. If you're in sales, I believe you have an obligation to help people make an informed buying decision. Mm -hmm. The opportunity comes because they don't know how to buy what you're selling to shape buyer decision criteria. So one of the things I do in my talks, I, I regularly ask audiences to raise their hands if they can tell me the difference between an organic apple and a regular apple. <laughs> and there is never more than a couple of hands that go up. And they're lying. And, and who are those people, <laughs> I got to ask? Right? Exactly. Right? <laughs> they, they can taste now, Everyone in the room <laughs> knows there's one big difference, which is organic fruit is a heck of a lot more expensive than the regular fruit. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you research it, there are meaningful differences with organic apples in contrast to, to regular ones. All mm-hmm. we know is price. Mm-hmm. This is a product we are buying every single week. And we don't know how to make an informed decision on an apple. You think they know how to buy what you're selling? Yeah, that's a great example. So, no, there is, there is no concern whatsoever of this whole idea of educated consumers wiping away the entire sales profession. Now, if you're in the sales group who doesn't add value in the process, yeah. who doesn't develop expertise to be able to guide people to make an informed buying decision, if the sole reason you're in the sales profession is to pad your wallet, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. We are speaking today with Lee Sauls. You can find out more about Lee and order his book at salesarchitects.com. Salesarchitects.com. You can also, he's got a really active LinkedIn group, and he's uh, big on LinkedIn. You can go to LinkedIn and look up Lee Sauls, S-A-L-Z. Lee, in the time we have left, I want to take a couple of these sales differentiation concept you've created and crafted and developed. Give us, give us one that you, we can uh, talk to our listeners about today that will help our audience become more effective this afternoon in sales. What, what's one differentiation concept? Well, if you are taking differentiators and just tossing them out and leaving them for your buyer to decide what it means, you're in trouble. Why? Because they're either never going to figure it out or they're going to give it a meaning that is not going to help your sale. I I worked with a a group and I said, share with me a differentiator that, that you talk about. And they said, we're privately held. I said, well, that's wonderful. Tell me why that matters to Mm -hmm. a buyer. 
Not one person in the room could answer the question. Yeah, that's great. And I said, wait a minute. You've been touting for 40 years, 40 years that you're privately held, expecting it to be meaningful to a buyer. <laughs> It's true. Yet none of you can tell me why it matters. Yeah. So they start chirping to each other. Yeah, I bet they. Yeah, yeah, we. Yeah, I bet they tried to stop talking about it. I bet they tried to tell you, and and you weren't buying it, right? I mean, (laughs) they probably well, you know. Let me tell you, Lee, why this matters, and then it was all just gibberish. And you said, "Now, come on, you can do better than that." They told me because people always try. Never got that far. Oh, they didn't. It never got that (laughs) far. They couldn't even open their mouth. They their answer was, "We've got to stop talking about that. It doesn't matter." And then I stopped them and I said, well, wait a minute. But before we do that, how many of you worked in a publicly traded company and half of them had? I said, in a publicly traded company, what is the A number one priority? It's the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. If, so if you're the head of customer service and you say, boy, I need 10 more headcount than what's been budgeted for me. Yeah, you're not getting that because it's going to distort the numbers. Mm-hmm. Now, you said you're a privately held company. What is the A number one priority? And they all got it. Yeah. They're clients. Mm-hmm. And I said, isn't there a story there? Yeah. Because all their competitors are, are publicly traded. And there was, and we spent time putting it together. That's great. Yeah. But just saying privately held. It means nothing. And expect, That's right. Yeah, it means nothing. Yeah. We yeah. have, to, if for sales differentiation work, you have to position a differentiator, help someone to see why it's meaningful. That's great. I love that you're coaching story around that too, because it's got to come in story form. It can't come in bullet, you know, soundbite form. Do you, Lee? Do you think um, that salespeople these days can differentiate as much by process as they can by content or lingo in a sales pitch or a sales process? Sure. So um, I'll frame that a little bit differently. In my book, Sales Differentiation, it's broken into two halves. There's sales differentiation in what you sell and sales differentiation in how you sell. Mm. So what you sell is looking at every aspect of what you're selling and looking for differentiators. The other side of it is looking at every interaction between yourself and a buyer and saying, what can I do different than my competition that a buyer would find meaningful? And that's what you do to differentiate in how you sell. I've, uh, sorry, I've identified opportunities in every interaction between seller and buyer from how you prospect all the way through when they ask for references and beyond opportunities to be different. Mm -hmm. But, But let me, let me highlight what I mean by differentiating how you sell. My son, Steven is a high school baseball player. And when he was a junior, my wife and I were all over him saying, hey, you've got to set up college visits. And I'm sure like most teenagers, he was a little slow in doing that. <laughs> well, in June, he was playing in an American Legion baseball tournament. And if you're familiar with American Legion, this is where all the college scouts come out to look for talent. And during the course of a one-week tournament, he hit four home runs and three doubles. <laughs> We didn't ask Stephen to set up any more college visits. <laughs> he didn't need to. <laughs> right? They were all coming they were out. Coming to but, you. If you, but if you've ever been through the college recruiting process, this is a sale. Mm-hmm. These coaches are trying to sell you on their institution, yeah. but they can't differentiate what they sell. Yep. They can't add a major. 
They can't move the campus, right? Mm -hmm. It is what it is. The sole set of tools that they have to work with is differentiating how they sell. Yeah, for sure. So I'll, I'll give you an example. You know how when you first visit a college campus, as soon as you cross onto the campus, your blood pressure jumps up about 30 points? <laughs> Why? Can't find a place to park. Uh-huh. Every single parking lot says, you must have a permit or we're going to tow you, but welcome to our university. <laughs> well, so one of the schools, we, we pull up, and there's a parking spot with Stephen's name on it. Hmm. Nice touch. Nice touch. Different, right? Mm -hmm. Then we go inside. There's an agenda for the day printed out with Stephen's name at the top. Mm -hmm. What did it cost that university to do that? Zero. Right? It cost a piece of paper and a little bit of ink. Yep. But how much did they differentiate themselves on the process? Yes. Yeah. Another university said, Stephen, when you get here, uh, send me a text. And so we get there and and it's raining that day and... He sends the coach a text saying, we got there. Three players come walking out with golf umbrellas to escort us into the building. That's great. And a six-pack. Yeah, <laughs> right? So then we sit down with the coach, and he says, I hope you don't mind. I didn't invite an admissions counselor to do the tour. I'm going to do it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice time. It's been a half yeah. day with us. Yeah, it's good. Hey, we're speaking with Lee Sauls today. Lee, thanks for being uh, so generous with your time today. And it's a great book. It's called Sales Differentiation. You can find out more about Lee at salesarchitects.com. And Lee, we need to do this again. We need to do it again where we can get into some more of these differentiators because this is really good stuff. We should we do a series. It. We should do a little yeah, Lee Sauls series. Lee Sauls series. Well, ho- hopefully it won't take us an eternity to pull that one yeah. off. <laughs> you, get, you guys, you guys yeah. are like those yeah. locusts, those locusts good. that come out every 17 Brian, years. why don't you take it from here? <laughs> you do this I'd love to come back. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Lee. Appreciate it, man. See ya. Thank Bye. you. Uh-huh. So we appreciate Lee coming in, uh, coming in. He actually digitally, he digitally came in. <laughs> he sort he of came transformed in. himself in. All and the, way from uh, the mini. I actually gave you the wrong uh, website. The better website is salesdifferentiation.com. Okay. Salesdifferentiation.com. And what you get there, if you go to salesdifferentiation.com and buy the book there, in addition to the book, you get access to his video series. Yes. So if I'm you, I would buy the book at salesdifferentiation.com because I get the video series yeah. versus buying it somewhere else at another bookseller. I know a couple booksellers come to mind when we say those words, but go to salesdifferentiation.com. Yeah, I, th- I like Lee's right. content. I think that we work so hard to get in front of people, whether it's marketing or ads or earned media or just cold calls. Yeah. And then when we get into the process, we don't do much special. No. There's not a whole Agreed. lot of special. And what he just described was a, were a couple of sales processes on going to school. But I, I think there's a lot there about, okay, what can we do that just, just keeps us in the front of their mind? We're, Travis and I were talking about something earlier today that we can do it for our business. We just don't think about that enough. So I think yeah. his book would be awesome. It's great. All right. If you do have uh, an event coming up in the next few months, we'd love to talk with you about it. Send us an email to listener at advancedsellingpodcast.com, and we will jump on the horn with you and get things started. Brian goes, I go, or we both go. We both go. We prefer that. It's or neither one of us goes. goes. We, you true. pay us, and neither or, one of us goes. You could do that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll stay home. All right. See you next time. Bye.